Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome back to episode number 22 of Mystical Motherhood's podcast. I'm doing a live session today with Sarah, and she just found out she's pregnant, or she'll be, by the time this is up, she'll be in her 120th day. So she's still removing her past memories or any sort of traumatic or subconscious generational issues that she could pass on to the child. So it's really important, even if you're pregnant, to get these out of you so that you don't give them to the child. So in this live session, she's having an issue in the present moment. And I take her back to a past relationship that this person is mirroring for her. And I teach her how to rescue herself back in time in order to be the best version of herself now. If you have any questions, please write into mysticalmotherhood.com, subscribe, or leave your comments below. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Tell me what's going on. Just so many things are changing. Um, My work, so I think I've told you before about this guy that works down at the Newport office. And he's just been kind of a black cloud and um, a negative impact um, since I've been here. And he and I've been wanting to get rid of him, but my father just wouldn't. And it was actually I was really nervous about taking a maternity leave and leaving him in charge. And he actually gave notice last week. And so what I was thinking would be like a two or three year business plan in terms of getting rid of him, me hiring someone new and moving the corporate headquarters up to LA is happening now. And it's like, it's, Oh, that's the conveyor belt. So that's why they showed me the conveyor belt. Like it's all going really, really fast. And it's just like one thing after another, after another. And you're like looking behind your shoulder, but it's all moving along. Yeah. I mean, it's, And I know, I know in my gut that this is the right thing and it's, it's scary, but at the same time, it'll really give me a chance to, to train this new person and create the work environment that I want to be in. And then I can, you know, take a true maternity leave and just feel, you know, more trustworthy. Um, I just it's just scary because it's just, it's so, there's so much to do. And like, even just, you know, my dad is in Santa Barbara all summer. So like this guy's last day is Friday. So I need to, I'm going down to Newport and, you know, working with him for a little bit. And then I've got to get the locks changed and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm traveling up North next week. And then I've got to, meanwhile, you know, hire someone new, find office space, you know, train this person. Okay. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Take two deep breaths with me. 
So this is that control stuff. So for anyone who's listening, this will be put out in the future and it'll be safe to put out. But Sarah just found out that she's pregnant. And by the time that you're listening to this, she'll be in her 120th day or close to it. So it will be safe to even put this out on the radio waves. But throughout um, her story is quite interesting because she trusted, she got off fertility treatments and she trusted in our sessions and and in the process of becoming pregnant with herself. And within three months, she hadn't had a period in almost a year or two and she had her period and then she was pregnant. So now she had, during that period, she had to work through a lot of issues of control. And so it's happening again. And it's, and it's almost like Sarah, that all of these, like, it's like the the world's fallen, fallen out from underneath you. Like everything was good. Everything was good, but this couldn't have happened before now. Let's just be grateful because you needed to get pregnant almost. And you, and your, your 120th day hasn't come. So it's like you're in between that perfect period to let it all fall out so that it can all be set up and you can have that calm pregnancy. Okay. Do you see that? Yeah. But do you see how like the world setting up, it's almost like, so your mind's going, I have to do this. 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 But this was the exact same sessions we've had before where I'm always like, well, do you have to do it like that? And there's, and there's always a different way to look at things. So it's like, you have the opportunity right now to set it up in a way that you could like, because your dad's letting you take over. So a, the first thing is you're finally being allowed to have more freedom with your, your position in your work, which before you felt like your boss was always not giving you that freedom. And now you're also getting challenged with that control that like need to control things. Do you see those things happening? Yeah. But it's an opportunity because you're going to be able to set it up in a way that um, is better for you than for your boss. How does that make you feel when we say that to you? Peaceful. And I trust that it is just, I, I, I'm trusting in this and that just hearing you remind me of everything is just like, I just feel like it's just like a huge weight has been lifted off my chest, even just in the past minute. So I want you to go back to this past week. They're kind of showing you like going around your kitchen. It's almost like a hyperventilation situation. Yeah. And it lasted for a few days, but did this almost panic attack or need to control? Was it better than the last times? Yes. Okay. They want you to see that. Like it's still, it's still not down to like a a 10 minute thing or a day thing. You know, what's what, what my hope is one day it'll be down to that need to control that anxiety that the world's going, the world's spinning. We'll just get down to that, you know, a smaller increments of time. That's the goal for anything you have in your mind is just a, you're going to have the emotion, but how fast can it go through you and then be released? Right. So go back to this week in time and see what was different about this week compared to other times where you might've gone into like a deeper depression or you might've been triggered into old patterns such as bulimia, over-exercising or like talking bad about someone or just blaming, you know what I mean? Anything you can think of that's totally negative and see how you did it differently. So tell me what you did differently and why. 
I think, I mean, one, the meditation, I just, no matter what happened that day, like each day last week, I made sure to at least meditate. And then I feel like I just, all the negative thoughts, I just was able, I feel like positive thoughts were louder in that I knew that the timing, I knew that in the end, this is what I wanted. It's like, it's like I'm getting everything I wanted, you know? And, um, and I just, I just feel like I trust in, in myself and, and, and like in the universe, I guess. And, and in God, just much, much more than, than ever before. And I think that, you know, kind of really helped me because I definitely, the level of like, I mean, there were a few like nights where I had a hard time falling asleep and like a few kind of blow ups I had like with my dad on the phone. But I, I, I just feel like overall, like, yeah, it's like me compared to me. It was just so much better. Right. Because it's been it's like over, you know, the last year of working together, it's like you've la- there's so much, there was like, you didn't take control with one hand. You took control with two hands. And then what you would do to your energy body is you just strangle yourself. Does that feel true? And so what that would do is like pull you back into this like really, really dark, dark energy. And so what does it feel like when it's like when you trust, it's like it, what it looks like to me is like something could hold you, but you, it's like your body just skips out of it now. And yeah. it's just so much, so much lighter. Yeah. Lighter is the perfect, the perfect way to phrase it. Cause I just, yeah, like last week I didn't, you know, I, I was, I was using all my energy sort of more for work. And so I wasn't over-exercising and then just completely running myself ragged, which is what I used to do. And I think, um, yeah, it's just weird because it's like, it's hard when, when I'm in it to really reflect. And just now that I'm like reflecting, it's like, it was, you know, such a much more, um, I don't know what the right word is, but it was just much more. It was like four days compared to like eight or compared to like six months. That's -hmm. what they want you to understand. So that's a big leap for you. I mean, that's what it feels like about four days are really bad. And then, you know, some residual, but, and this is what it means to become more of a master. And my understanding of it is, you, you know, like, so now, you know, this could happen again in any shape, manner or form, but it's like, you know, how to act before it happens, you know, how to prepare for the event before it occurs. So I actually went through something similar this week. So I I reacted in the way of my old ways. And now I'm looking back at that and I'm like, Oh, I did it again. You know, how many times do I need to do this with this person in order to learn a lesson that I don't need to react like that. I need to just not Does that make sense? Like you have to, how many times you have to do it? Maybe some people a thousand, some people like 20 lifetimes. And then it's just, oh, I don't need to do it again like that. I know what it's good. I know what's going to happen. I know I'm going to stress or step into this stressful situation and be this way, but I am going to choose to be a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I was much, 
I didn't really take it out on my husband. Like I think I have, I know I have in the past. Like I didn't bring it into our relationship. So they want to work on this guy that you're going to let go of in your company because there's a grind. Yeah. Oh, and it's like holding on your left side, your male side. And it's like the soft, it's like it pulls your male, female. I don't know if you, maybe another client that I worked with a lot with the male, female sides being split, but it's like your female side kind of feels bad for the guy or something. And then the male side is just grinds with him. (laughs) Does that feel accurate when we say that? 100%. I have like. And you become Jekyll and Hyde. You're like, because you're like, it's okay. And then you're like, bastard. You're, you know, beyond, I just said that was a nice word to say, but it's. A hundred percent. I feel, I mean, this is kind of one of the last relationships I have in my life where I truly feel two-faced. Like my whole, like in my twenties and. Hey, wasn't there a boyfriend that's like this guy somewhere? Where is the, who's that guy in your past? Yeah. Who was the guy that's like this guy? Um. My college boyfriend. Okay, yeah. They're like, it's an ex-boyfriend coming back. Okay. Let's talk about your college boyfriend. Okay. Dream about him last night. Oh my God. Okay, let's go. It's gonna get it. We're gonna get him out. That's what what that's what this guy represents as the college boyfriend. They're like, yay, they're clapping for you. They that you understood. Okay, tell me about the dream. Um, I mean the dream You got Mary Magdalene here. She loves you, she says. <laughs> Oh, and Mother Mary. <laughs> okay, keep going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dream was that I was back in college and, like, late for class or, you know, like, hadn't prepared for my first class. And, like, we had already broken up in my dream. And so, like, I saw him... And he was coaching like girls baseball. He played baseball in college and he had a black hat on. I just remember he had a black hat on me and like he was going to ignore me like walking by and I called him out. I'm like, are you really going to pretend you don't see me? And then he was like, no, no, good to see you. And then like walked away. Sarah. Mm -hmm. The college boyfriend was one of the times in your life when your control mechanism kicked in full time and you were suffering from bulimia. True. Yeah. So right now, this, what, this guy kicked in, again, is a mirror image of that. Yeah. Not, I mean, not in the full amount, right? Not in the full amount, but just a remembrance of that shaky period of your life. He's like a trigger. Do you see yeah. that? That's part of the relationship you have with this coworker you're going to let go. Do you see that? Yeah, so much. Because, like, I feel like in my old relationship, I was always yearning for acceptance. And, like, I'd always, when we would fight, I'd always have, like, a really good argument in my head. And then when I'd see him, it would just all, I would just, you know, become submissive and I feel it like with this guy it's like I have a great argument in my mind and then 
when I see him or talk to him, I find myself wanting to just appease him. So that's the black and white. So that's the male, female. And so what they want you to do in this circumstance, it's so funny because right before you said all that, they said that to me. (laughs) But in this circumstance, this is your chance to balance that the male female out in you, which wasn't balanced when you were with the boyfriend in college. And that's still that memory, that like engraved, you know, thing of the imbalance, the the male, like the male domination. Like it's almost like this guy is being him. There's so many things happening with this, but letting go of this guy is you can set up a, you're going to be able to set up your business in a way that works for you. And that might be hiring a, a woman. Yeah. You know, that you can be working with another woman and you might want to have her be in LA with you so that you're not alone and you can create an office. Because remember, I saw you making a lot more money soon. Yeah. And so it's like you could even rent an office. Like you don't necessarily need anything down there. Right. Because your boss is going to let go soon. And so you're going to need to set it up in a way that, you know, is working for you. And so what these two males, your boss and this man, you're going to let go, they're helping you regain that masculine feminine balance in your business. And also, so you're also moving into motherhood. So it's all going to come into balance more. Do you see that? And so he re-triggered that old past relationship. So you could learn, okay, what did I used to do? This like, it's so interesting. We just talked about this. Like we go through it again and again and again until we master it. And then we know what's going to happen. So now, you know, when you walk in that room with that guy, he's going to represent the boyfriend in college that you never, you know, got to speak to the right way. Right. And so we know what's going to happen and he knows it's going to re-trigger that fear. So it's like, we can create the situation before because the old priestesses, not even the old priestesses, the priestesses now, and you're going to become one, they go to the area, like you can project your auric field to the place ahead of time and create the event. So then when you walk in, it's done. Okay. How does that feel like to you? It feels good. Okay. I'm going to come in your house now and I want you to hold both of my hands, right? Okay. And I want you to watch us. We're going to, you're going to keep your body there, but we're going to lift up into the seventh dimension or eighth. And I want you to grab my hands and we're going to go up through the roof together, inhaling and exhaling up through the sky together. Now we're looking over the county. The county is getting smaller. The county is getting smaller. You now you're looking over the United States up in past the atmosphere And we're in the dark womb. And just breathe in this energy of the dark womb. Why did you create this event in your life? What did, why did you want to recreate this boyfriend again? What did you need to tell this boyfriend from the past? I want you to tap your eye three times. One, two, three. I want you to go back into the past when you were with this boyfriend in college and you were in your, at your lowest, but it looked like you're at your highest to other people around you, but you were at your lowest. Mm -hmm. And I want you to, to, to pull up a memory in time. I'm seeing you guys at a kitchen and at a party. Yeah. And it's like, it was like a, a, a mirage of like what the male female relationship looks like. 
in the, in college, right? Like he's, it's like, he's cool and popular and you're like going to be skinny and tan and it's like not real. No. Was it? No. And, and none of it was to your soul's essence. Like none of it was true or, or, and, and in that time you weren't, you know, didn't have the consciousness you have now, but let's, now we're looking down at this event of you in this, can you see the college party scene with me? It's like a house party. Yeah. Was that common? Yeah. It is fraternity house. Oh, it's a paternity house. Yeah. And it's like a house, but like there's tons of people there. Yeah. But was- you kind of liked that because it, it gave you, it was like popularity. It felt popular, right? Okay. So it's like, that's the part of you we're going to let go of today. That feminine, so because we want to get the feminine and male more in balance, and this is what a lot of today is going to be about. So it's like that part of, so a lot of times like women that need to put up pictures on Instagram for a man to see or something, or we all do that, like, or the need to be pretty because we need to look good for somebody else. Or there's so many ways that feminism, we don't really have an example of what it really looks like to be that really strong female. And so we think it is being the girlfriend of the baseball player in college and being popular at his dorm. Does that feel accurate when we say that to you? Yeah. Do we need to go in and rescue her? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So hold my hand. So we're still up in the seventh dimension. We're still here speaking, but we're going to grab my hand again. We're going to walk on the dorm into this dorm room or this home I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And she's, with all these people and it's like you're going to go in and get her because remember these little girls all of these little girls that we've hurt they live in all these places lost in time yeah and until we go in and rescue them they're still stuck in the subconscious does that make sense when we say that to you i mean it's just this has been coming up a lot the past few weeks in my head. Like I've been, I don't know why, but I've just been thinking about how I, I feel like I wasted my time focusing on the wrong things in college. Okay. Go and get her. I'm with you. Okay. Go and grab her. So you're going to walk over to her and you're sober. She's not sober and she's way out of it. Remember, she's very, very, very fragile. Yeah. So you need to be very fragile with her. You can't grab her. You got to go and grab her by the arm and say, hey, I got something to tell you. Okay. And then bring her outside. Okay. And then what would you tell her? She's worth it. And she's better than this. And that she is a beautiful human being and that she is intelligent and powerful beyond her wildest dreams and that she deserves so much more and that she will get so much more and that she deserves to just love and accept herself for who she is. And you tell her she needs to sober up. You need to sober up. And, and it's like you're going you're gonna to give her the chip of sobriety in this moment, which is also the trip, 
the chip of truthfulness. Like, so there's a lot like the word sobriety reminds me of like, I don't even know what the meaning of it is, but they're saying truthful. And it's like honest, being honest with everyone around you and, and everyone. So it's being honest with their boyfriend then. And then it's like with your father and then with your, your boss later in life and your yourself, right? Because that world wasn't truthful for you. Not at all. And I and have I have my chips from my OA meetings when I was, you know, I have my, I still have my abstinence chips from when I was first. Yeah, because they're saying chips, bring out the chips. That's so funny. Okay, so you actually have those. Yeah, I have probably like six or seven of them. Well, you might want to bring them out and we can talk about that at the end because they're saying like, you need to give her the chips of sobriety. That's what they said. Okay. So it's like, we're going to wrap her in a blanket. Yeah. We're going to sober her up. What would you do with her long before? It's like, she needs to get help immediately. She waited too long to get help for her um, eating disorder. Right. Right. And so who would you send in to help her? I mean, like, I mean, my therapist who helped save my life in California. But you mean like. Like maybe two angels? Yeah. Like maybe grandma. So maybe the angel of truthfulness or honesty and the angel of love. Yeah. So she just feels protected and then you can create a protection around her, her own dorm or wherever she's living looks like an apartment or something. And you're going to send her home in almost a sobriety bubble because she really needs that. And then with this boy, let's call him in to her room when, and they're both in the sober moment. Is there anything that she needs to say to him in order to, you know, release him completely from her heart and her womb? Because she slept with him, right? Yeah. Lost her virginity to him. Yeah, it was they're saying it was a big deal. Yeah. It's like she used to say, You hurt me. He broke my heart. Yeah, what did he do? Because they're saying you need to tell him how much he hurt you. He broke my heart. He led me on. We were out of school and doing long distance. And he came out to visit me one January and I asked him what was wrong because I sensed something was wrong because every woman knows when something's wrong. And he said nothing and made me feel like a fucking idiot. And at this point I was about a year into my abstinence. And so I was starting to get, I was sober and I was mentally clear and I was starting to get my own voice. And he didn't have the balls to tell me in person. And then two weeks later, he didn't talk to me for five days and told me he needed space because he was having issues with himself and his job. And so I worked really hard to respect him and know that it wasn't about me and give him his space. And then he called me. And he didn't even have the nerve to say it. I finally had to ask him if he was breaking up with me. And he said, yes. 
Okay. So what this is representing in you is like, there's two, you know, like a, a, a two silver metal monster claws like that. One's in your heart and one's in your womb. All right. I want you to t- take both of your hands right now in all, all dimensions of time and space in that moment in time where he broke up with you in the room we're in now and in the seventh dimension where we're working above, I want you to pull it out of you. If you need to scream, I want you to scream that anger out, like just scream. I want you to pull and yank and imagine that these two things, like these two claws on your heart are just coming out. Keep going. It's there's like one more on your heart, a finger. And what would you say to him if he were in the room now that you would say, you will never do this to me again. You will never do this to me again. You will respect me because I am a woman. You will respect me because I am a woman. You will respect me because I carry God within me. You will respect me because I carry God within me. And I let you go now. I let you go. And I want you to put mirrors all around you facing outwards so that he can only see himself. Do you have anything in your house that connects you to this man now? No. Nothing, right? Yeah. Do you have anything on Facebook, on Instagram, or anything anywhere? No. Okay, good. I don't want you to, anybody's breaking up with anybody ever in the past history, anyone you've had sex with, you cannot have their stuff around (laughs) ever. Okay. Now I want you to just imagine those silver claws. They're burning with a purple flame. Okay. Burn them with the purple flame and then put them in a bowl of water. Watch the wind come through. Take the water out. And all you're left with is the salt of your tears in the form of a, like a small salt cube. Take that salt cube in your mind's eye and place that in your uterus. And then just allow the, the male and female sides of you come more into balance. Because that was just about as out of balance they could be at that moment in your life. Does that feel accurate? Yeah. Okay, so now let's leave him. Is there anything else that comes up for him that you want to work on before we leave? No. Does that feel better? Yeah. Okay, it's gone. And it's like residuals would be two to three weeks, but it's like... Wow. And I want you to, where those hands were grabbing your heart and your womb, mm-hmm. I want you to, you know, it's like you're going to just imagine that you have angels coming washing your body of all the times you slept with him and all the times you gave your yoni to him and your love to him and he took it. And even all the men out there that you've slept with, because it's like, well, for the men you sleep with, they're still in you, right? But For them, you could be gone in a month. Yeah. So just allow your body to now, just in your mind's eye, allow your body to be washed and cleaned. And then allow 
the ascended master females to put shrouds on you of clean golden clothing so that you just feel pure again. Cause it's like, it was almost like a rape of your mind, body, soul. Yeah. Does that feel accurate when we say that to you? hundred percent. And it made you feel impure and unworthy. Yeah. So unworthy. and so, so emotionally abusive. I just never felt good enough. But not anymore. So I want you to come up to where we are in the heavens. And we're going to look down at this man who now represents this ex-boyfriend. And we're going to go forward in time. And you're going to hold my hand and we're going to walk into that office. And you're going to make it as clean cut as needed. And it's like, instead of firing him over the phone, like you got fired, right? Yeah. You're going to go to him in person like somebody would, right? Because you don't want to repeat that pattern. It's like, because this is offering you the opportunity to be like, oh, this has happened before. I I can, because the old you would be like, I'm going to fire him over the phone. I'm going to tell him to leave the office. I'm going to get him out of there, right? Right. What would, I mean, and so that's what that guy did to you. And he reminds you of that guy. And so you're going to go in in a different way, knowing that when you do this, you're healing the karma of that situation with that guy, with this guy, and probably a whole lot of guys before. Yeah. And for a lot of women, isn't that kind of wild? Yeah. To understand that how connected this all is. Yeah. Yeah. So in this case, what would you do differently to let go of this man? I mean, I think just, just be strong in myself. And so he, cause he actually, I mean, the irony is he called last Monday and quit. So he kind of did the exact same thing that, you know, my ex-boyfriend did. Oh, okay. That's the trigger. Okay. No, but what I'm doing like on Thursday and Friday this week is I'm going down there and I, you know, I'm, I just need to get all of his information, get his computer, get his passwords, you know, get trained on a few things, but then I'm also having the locks changed. And I felt, I scheduled that today and I felt really nervous about it. Like I'd have to be ashamed of getting the locks changed and I'd have to apologize to him about it. And I'm not going to apologize to him. No. I'm doing what I need to do for my business. And when an employee leaves the company, you change the locks and you change the passwords and he's leaving. And, you know, I just, I don't know why, but I have this fear. I have this like guilt because I've wanted him gone for so long. And I've talked to my dad about how bad he is for the company for so long and now he's finally leaving. And I almost feel, I think it's, I feel guilty because I do feel empathy for him because I think he's a tortured soul. And, but, and I feel like, you know, I came into the business and I kind of took over things 
and I started running things differently and he didn't really like it. And I think he wished that I was never involved. And like, if I had never come back to the business, he would be running things. He's like the son your dad never had or wants to be in that family. That's what's interesting about the guy. Yeah. Um, I'd have you say his name, but then it'd be recorded. So let's not do that. Um, and his look, just give me his location. He's in Newport Beach. He's just a disgruntled individual. Yeah. <clears throat> and you need to separate your energy from this as a gift. Because it's your, your, when you have these things all over, like, you know, the company's there and it's there and it's so spread out, it, it loses its energy. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to give you an opportunity to set it up in a way that works for you. And, and it's, and it's like working for you could be having like, how, how would he take over if you're going to go on maternity leave and like they need the girl or whoever takes over needs to ask questions. Like it's almost easier if they're right there. Right. Right. To me, it's like a gift. Do you see that? It really is. It's such a gift. That's so amazing. Isn't it amazing how great every the world is if you look at it like this? Yeah. So what is the type of woman you want to attract to hire? What does she look like to you? And what kind of skills does she have? She's a hard worker. She's very detail-oriented, a little much more task-minded, much more like an administrative professional, maybe a little bit older, maybe a single mother or maybe someone whose kids are in school and... And understands motherhood. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, because if you had a younger girl that hadn't been a mother yet, she wouldn't be mature enough to understand what you're going through. That's a very good point. Right. And, you know, the women, we work with other women who are up in Sonoma County. And so I just really think that, and, you know, and, and this, it's, I kind of need someone because I know my weaknesses and I need someone to help um, fill in my weaknesses and sort of support me um, office wise and sort of do the, accounting and the bookkeeping and the editing of documents and all the sort of minutia that goes into my business that is uh, mind numbing isn't the right word but it's just it can get to be a little dull but it takes a specific personality to really take pride in what she does because the smallest of errors can cause months of delays and so it's you know, just attention to detail and take pride in what she does. So all of these things, all these details, I want you to put them in the golden bowl where we are up in heaven. Okay. And I, I want you to, it's like the trust angel comes in and it's like so hard for you, but it's like, you're getting used to it. It's like any place in you that doesn't trust that this is going to happen. I want you to pull it out because this is so applicable to like anyone trying to get pregnant, anything you're trying to change in your life is like, you just have to like completely let go of all the misery and like that. It's like a big hook in your heart. So take that hook out 
and put it in the gold bowl. Any chains that you feel are around your ankles because they're showing some energetic chains around your ankles with me and that, you know, up in heaven, I'm seeing these and just take those off and then put it all in this bowl. And you're going to hand all of this over to the angel of trust, the angel of abundance, and the angel of organization, just to take all of these things and, and make this happen for you. And it will happen. And it's like, I want you to sit up so you can see what I'm, I'm going to teach you how to create an ancient priestess thing. So this is from Celestine Starr taught me this, and it's so scary. It works really well. Okay. So anyone who's listening, this is what you do to create a, a manifestation uh, chart. So you start with a big piece of paper, and you're going to start in the middle of the paper, and then you say, I need. And so you would say all the details of the type of person you want to work for you. I need this. I need, I need her to be like this. And I mean, to the details. And then I'm, and then where is she going to be staying? Where does she live? I need her to be close. I need her to be communicative. I need to have her take over anything you can think about. And what you do is you start in the middle and you turn the paper. And so you're doing it in a circle. So you're creating like the goddess or the, you know, the like massive infinity. So you just turn the page of the paper. And so your writing goes around itself in a circle and then you'll get out and it'll be teeny tiny writing and it could be like 27 to 50 lines deep on a big piece of paper you have a big circle of writing and then you circle it when you put a symbol on it which would be like whatever symbol can be like a cross or whatever comes to mind a rose doesn't matter fold it up put it away okay pull it out in a year okay you'll be so freaking surprised i did it and I know I've done my second one now, but my first one, I was like, I read it after I I moved to Ireland and it was like, I said something like I needed to walk my children to school within three minutes. And I didn't, I didn't, how did I create that? I created it. I got, I had a house. We, we got, we walk out the door, the kids schools there. I mean, it was like scary. I was like, how did I do that? I mean, and the school didn't even have like an, it didn't even have a website. I couldn't have known that it existed. No. Yeah. So it works. So do that today. That's like really good homework of everything you need. And it's like, that is a huge trust thing. So just spinning, spinning, spinning of the writing, circle Mm -hmm. it, sign on it, close it up, put it away. Okay. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then it's like, you want also, so, cause there's all these, the steps of how it's going to happen is another thing with manifestations I've realized it always doesn't happen in that same order that we think it's going to. And then that's where that control comes. It's like, well, I need this to happen. Like I, it's like, if we get to the outcome of like how we're going to get to that or what that's going to look like, that's when you get tripped up because at least for me, it's like, well, it's not happening the way I, I thought it was supposed to happen, but then it happens in a better way. Yeah. And that's what's so cool is when you start to get so awakened. Like I never thought my life would be the way it is now. I never thought I could travel the world. Like I didn't even think it wasn't even, I didn't even put it on a piece of paper. Of, I wanted to do that. I just said, I want, you know, I started to create a nice life and now it's beyond, it goes beyond your wildest dreams, beyond your wildest dream, but you have to hand it all over to them. Yeah. You have to just say, take it. I don't want to be in control anymore. You put me in control. You're the driver, God. You're the driver. And, and the God will take you way farther than you could ever go. Does that feel true when we say that to you? Yeah. Because, I mean, how, 
how crazy is it that like you got pregnant that quickly? I know it was literally my third period in over two or three years. And it was really the only first time where we like, you know, figured out when I was ovulating and, you know, had sex when I was ovulating. And so it was really kind of like the first real time we tried without Western medical intervention. And just, and also I feel like, like this timing as well. I mean, you're right. Like this is, I have, you know, my, you know, I have time before my 120th day and, you know, this could have, this could have happened a month before my due date or, you know, perfect. But it couldn't have happened before then. It needed to happen right now. And so in that four days that you were freaking out, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. We got this. Because I know and I trust that this female, hopefully a female, is going to come in and she's going to be way better than this guy because he's my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why you didn't like him because he has that same energy. Yeah. And that's what I dreamt about. Oh, my God. I can't believe, like... I know. I, it's just, I mean, I, I can believe, but it's just, it's still like every time it like blows my mind. Our <laughs> sessions? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously, like over the past few weeks, for whatever reason, because I was in New York and I saw some college girlfriends. And so I kind of thought it was because of that, that I was thinking of how, wow, if I could go back and like spend more time in classes and not worry so much about my boyfriend or this and that. And it's just to see, and I was kind of like, why is this in my mind right now? You know? And what they want you to do with that is they, so, so this is like inner child work and, and actually that's in my new book fertile. And so, so I did it in the, in the case of somebody getting sexually abused. So anytime, let's say that was my example, right? So any, so let's say you've been sexually abused or you've been physically abused. We have to take the woman back in time and we have to go and we have to rescue the child. And this can be, you can still be a child when you're 29. You know, it's like some people, like I know people that are still five years old uh, or 14. They get, you get caught at the age of the trauma. And so what I think your trauma was is college. And so your energetic body is caught at the age of college sometimes. So, and until we go and rescue that little girl that's caught at that age, we're going to act that age. So you're lucky. You're older than most people. So most people, I like a lot of my family, there's 14. They're 14. And so I have to remember when I'm speaking to them, oh, I'm speaking to the 14 year old now. So let me talk like that. And it's very true. Anyone, I bet you can find out if you look at your mom, you can, you can, you can catch their age. And then you're like, Oh, well, what happened to them at that age? Boom. They're caught in the trauma. So what you have to do is you have to go back in time and you have to rescue the child, but you also have to, this is all Celestine star taught me this. And, and, uh, and I'll put her information in the notes. And I learned this through working with, other clients and how it works, but you have to go and in time and space, get to the perpetrator. So that would be the boyfriend. So you have to put the boyfriend. So you're going to do this as your own work. You have to put the perpetrator in some sort of like, so let's say that the little girl was raped. Let's just, this is an example. So that perpetrator is still in your subconscious living 
And, and if it's not taken care of, it will still come back to haunt you. And so the perpetrator, let's say it was rape or something, then that perpetrator would need to go to parenting school, would need to go to jail, would need to go to prison, would need to get help for however amount of period of time. And, and it, you know, angels would come in to help that person or whatever. And the woman or the person you're working with has to decide what that perpetrator gets and how to rescue that little child. Oh, wow. So your rescue today was at the age of college. And so you're going to continue to rescue this little girl. So I want you to make an altar for her. Like, remember, have you made an altar for four with me? Yeah. yeah. So you're going to do, you need to have an altar. You're going to have earth, air, water, fire. Okay. Or if you can figure it out, but, but for, for sure, those elements, and you're going to anything that reminds you of college of so the chips, um, anything good or bad. And later you can decide what to do with it, but it's like, you need to go back in time consistently in your meditations and rescue that girl in college. Because when you do, you're going to raise your age. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. A lot. It's huge. And like, so our session may be small, but the work after you're going to do is massive. So anyone who's listening, if there's a moment in time that you've had the traumatic event of any shape or form, and it may be more than one, those children all need to be rescued no matter what the age in order for you to meet, be at the age you're supposed to be now. If I hadn't have rescued my little children, I'd be seven to 14. I'd be caught doing drugs at the age of 13 like I was, or I would be seven years old in an abusive situation still. So I had to rescue all those little girls. So this, so what you would do for this rescue is you're going to say, what would the college girl look like? Maybe, so my little girl, she lives in Big Sur and she's got this great house and a great grandma that takes care of her. So your college uh, rescue, maybe she moves dorm rooms. Maybe she moves colleges. Yeah. And you can create that and you're reprogramming your subconscious. And this is shamanistic work. Okay. Yeah. Because your, your subconscious is really tricky. You can be like, like, it can be like, that wasn't a bad event or that was a bad event. So if you can go in and remember it occurred and then reprogram it with something new, you have that kind of power. You're like a computer. That's amazing. I love it that. It is amazing. That's what Kundalini does. It does it faster and you don't have to think about it. Yeah. So you can still do Kundalini and you're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a computer <laughs> and everyone's just a hologram. And they're all here. So you just have to begin to look at everything as a hologram. So like this guy, I mean, I just wrote a part of my book about this today, but this guy that comes up to you is a holographic feature of an un- insecurity that still lives within you. And he's like a microchip plugs in and it's like, boom, where's that thing? And he comes to heal you. So in a way you just have to look at him like, God damn, he's God. And I love him so much for coming to do this for me. What a nice guy. You know, I get to release my ex-boyfriend now. I get to close my thing. I get the better life. Make sure he's happy because he's doing something. He's a little angel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, it's like I want you, it feels like now your energy is like, hallelujah, right? I feel, I know. I just, I feel really good. And I just, I mean, that all makes so much sense. And, you know, I definitely am going to, keep that I have such strong visions of what we just did and I'm just going to keep that you know and rescue that girl in my meditations and keep working on that thank you so much for joining us for this live session today I hope you got a lot out of it if you have any questions please write in to mysticalmotherhood.com everything can be found there videos and audio and you can also have a link to my book 
Mystical Motherhood, which is available on Amazon. It will take you step by step through the process of creating a conscious and enlightened being from conception all the way to the early childhood years. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. It's so important. Leave a comment. Please, please rate the podcast. It really, really matters. And leave a shout out. I appreciate you listening and I'll see you back next week.